Um, I would say more importantly, I'm excited to wake up at 4 a.m. and watch Muhova play Anisimova. Um, so if we can just get this over with so I can get some sleep, that would be great. I'm just going to uh, pop a beer here. Um, but cheers. What you having? This is a local company. Um, it's called Beer for Ball Games. Oh, how is it? Um, it's a beer that you would want to drink at a baseball game. Okay. Like not too over flavored, you know, not a lot of hops going on. Just like I'd equate it to like a fancy Budweiser. Mm. See, I, I always thought that would have been the theory, but like a gumball head isn't really a, a not flavorful beer. It's full yeah. of flavor and that's actually kind of heavy. And I love that at baseball games. Yeah. Gumball head at a baseball game is great. And over on at a baseball game is great. Um, but I know that most people want but heavy at a baseball game is gross. Yeah, that's true. I, at least for me, I don't know. I'm not looking for that's why I, that's why the gumball head is a true exception to the rule for me. Yeah. When it comes to like a craft beer. Cause I, I typically am not a fan of those when it's 98 degrees outside. Yeah. And, and I guess both times we've gone to the game, it was actually spring or fall. So maybe we'll have to test that theory. Yeah. Although those, I'll tell you what, those green lines that we had at that football yeah. game, those hit just right. That's, that's I, I, I had a little flashback to those a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, man, when we slammed those first, I mean, yeah. I think we were four deep within about you know two series of that football game, and that was that was the right pace. Now that's the kind of punishment that we need to keep dishing out all football season next year. Yeah, that's right. Salutations, sports fans and socialites. Welcome to the Bloodlines Podcast, your one-stop shop for sports news as fresh as Twinkies in a time capsule. Coming at you from Summertime Chai, I am your host, Brad Kirschenbaum. As always, I'm joined by the Persian patriarch of the parlays, Tyler Hammock, and supervised by nobody today because the Sandro man is out playing Catan. Kick him to the curb. Just the two of the boys, the, the true bloodlines. <laughs> Don't say that. Ollie is as much a part of the blood as anybody. That's true. That's true. We just need to find somebody else related in this family to get him married off to. Yeah. 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 Uh, Lily's not going to be coming of age anytime soon. Norm is Ollie good enough to date her. So we'll have to yeah. get, get a little bit more creative. But yeah, Lily uh, was like left on him. Yeah. Or the better solution is maybe just to kill him off and maybe have him buried over at Mortensen Mortuary with nine locations in the tri-state area, trusted for over 46 years to proudly bury every single member of those damn Chicago Cubs who contributing to giving up 20 runs today to the Chicago to the Cincinnati Reds. To all the Minnesota United fans that now just get to go to bed, use promo code BED at checkout for 15% off in a box of matches. That is B-E-D for 15% off in a box of Mortensen Mortuary matches. Mortensen Mortuary, you've been killing them and we've been burying them since 1976. Family owned and operated member FDIC. All right. And this week, we've got a lot to catch up on here. We've got... The EPL final coming up on Sunday. We've got some interesting foot Nebraska football news. The Big Ten has got some news coming out here. We uh, we got to see some win totals posted. The EPL final is on Sunday. Uh, talk a little PGA Championship. And um, then we're going to riff on a few items here. So um, excited to launch you uh, all into a nice long weekend here uh, at the end of spring. Ty Ty, how was your week? 
<laughs> well, I got to get you kick started here by asking, because um, usually Ollie's the one who gets away with being a little bit of the novice sports fan. Brad, you do know that the EPL final was last Sunday. Like it, it already happened and it's over. So we're going to talk, talk about what happened at the end of the EPL season. I'm going to be very excited to find out how this all turned out. We're not, we're not going to be climbing the charts in Nottingham this week. Let's just say that. Well, uh, I got, I got, some, I got some news for you. Uh, there's going to be some soccer talk on here and I will be pulling it firmly from somewhere in the middle region of, uh, right, right between my large and small intestines. That's, that's where that analysis is going to come from. That's where about 99% of any analysis comes from on the Bloodlines podcast outside of football season and a hundred percent of the analysis in football season. So the worst part of the football season analysis is we actually think we know what we're talking about. It's still yeah. Yes, that that's where the true comedy comes in. With yeah. ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of ignorance is bliss. I was, I was listening to one of my Chicago Bears podcasts the other day. Not promoting them. They're not as no good free as ads. Them. No free ads for them. Um, but I mean, it's just it's comical. And I use this as a transition into the the Husker football talk because we're obviously not going to lead the A block segment with EPL's closing of their season anymore. Yeah, it's coming um, up on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it is. The, the the ability for sports writers, ourselves included, you know, us, us big fans of the uh, the journalism world, um, how they're able to sell draft picks before we ever see them in pads. I was listening to this podcast, and and they talked up our fifth round draft pick from Miami of Ohio, who has a action guy. I'm all about. But even more embarrassingly, as a matching guy, I didn't even know who he was until week 10 of the season when Northern Illinois did finally face up with them. But um, it, it, it's I, I was drinking the pudding. It felt like we it feels like we have. The sorry, next- you, were, you were drinking the pudding. I was drinking the pudding. I was every ounce of it. How do you eat yogurt? Uh, with the fork. And just, okay. the- <laughs> just checking. Yes. Um, Which, but- who was this? Would this have been Dominique Robinson? It was Dominique Robinson, yep, our DN from uh, Miami of Ohio. They're loving him in camp. He's okay. a motor. He's all a part of the new system, the new hits method. He just doesn't give up. And and between Chicago Bears beat writers being able to sell me on draft picks before we ever actually get to see them, and in Nebraska sports writers selling us on just really every single off season after going three and nine, we magically think myself. I'm the, I'm the forefront of this issue. We think we're going ten and two the very next year. Yeah, I have to like I've I've had to train my brain to stop thinking that way the last few years. But here we are, and we had the schedule release. So before we get negative and political and start talking about some balloons, how are you feeling about the uh, the time slots that we got pegged into today? Most specifically, Oklahoma at eleven a.m. Can I go back to Dominique Robinson for two seconds? Let's back it I up. Have, I have not far. read his his draft analysis on the Chicago Bears website. So this okay. is this should be like the hype squad for like yeah this guy should have been the first overall pick is yeah. where this should be going. Uh, if I were a fan of an opposing team, I would make fun of this so much. Um, <laughs> okay, let's hear. It. He was a quarterback in high school. He switched to receiver. He did. Uh, he he took glimpses of talent as a pass rusher, though he did not start in 2021 in the MAC. I'd be like, I'm done. Like you, what do 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 you t- he didn't start in the Mac. He was third team Mac and you guys are all excited about this, but as a pro bears podcast, this guy probably should have been the number one overall pick. 
it, it was it was unbelievable. Like they're talking him and Kyle Gordon, who Kyle Gordon is going to like, granted he's a incredibly athletic, should have been a first round pick that we got in the early second round. That yeah, sure you can sell me on that, but just because he looks good in basketball shorts and he used to play wide receiver in high school does not mean this guy should have been drafted in the fifth round. So um, new GM is definitely uh, taking some of the local beat writers out to steak dinners because we're getting pumped with some awful Kool-Aid in our uh, morning coffee each morning that we're drinking. Yeah. Uh, remind me, remind me next year. I want to go through these draft analyses and, and take it, take a look at them from the perspective of an opposing fan. Cause some of these are just horrendous. It's like this is, they should be paying people to write these that are better at their jobs than whatever intern put this together. This is insane. We could uh, do it. Anyway, uh, the Chicago, Nebraska time slots here. Uh, so we've got the big noon kickoff for the Oklahoma game. That's obviously, um, that's kind of the headliner here. Um, and that is in Lincoln, which I feel like is a little bit of an advantage for us. You know, I, I like if you're going to be home, the early kickoff is great for you. It's tough for the opposing team. Um as you said, we will be the uh, we will be the, uh, the the sunshine pumpers that think we're probably going to go ten and two by the time the season starts. And ten and two is the wrong number because we're going to make the Big Ten championship game. And so you know, eleven and two when we win the Big Ten championship game. Yikes! Uh, yeah. So I, I do like that time slot for us. Um, I, I think that yeah, I honestly, it. like the big noon kickoff. Like if, if we're going to be decent this year, then. Give us, give us, give us a stage. Like I know, I'm ready to be hurt. Put us up on, put us up on the pedestal. But uh, every every time we get a big, uh, you know, big game, it goes poorly. But you know, at, at a certain point, like if it's, if we're gonna be good, then this is gonna be great. If we're gonna suck, then like let just tell us right away. I don't want to have to wait the entire day because there's nothing worse than a 7 p.m. kickoff for a game that you're hyped about and you get your shit pushed in. At least I have the rest of the day to recover from this. If if it really goes poorly. Yeah, luckily for us, we're going to be on the golf tournament and we're going to be having all kinds of fun on the golf course anyway. So we're going right. to be doing just fine. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be having ourselves a day. Yeah. Uh, the rest, the rest of the, go ahead. No, I wouldn't say that's just the true blessing in disguise there that we truly don't have to be glued to our TVs watching that game. It, it's not a it's not a bad arg argument at the end. There's just no game in my truly diehard Husker fandom that I ever remember us pulling off a big win at 11 a.m. Um, I remember Missouri did come to town with Chase Daniel as a highly ranked team and Roy Hallou ran all fucking over them. And I, that yeah. it was at least a two thirty game. I don't remember if that was, yeah, that was a midday game. That's the only like early ish day, big game that I remember us really showing up for. Um, it's been, it's been a while. That kind of worries me. Also, if you want to get into the whole Gus Johnson topic, that's, it's a topic that I will bring up repeatedly during the football season. I'm completely over the guy. He need, He's the type of announcer that needs to be much more protected and saved for the big moments. Like, I, I get that Big Noon kickoff has become a much bigger deal. It's competing. Even the Big Noon kickoff show is competing with game day. Yeah. But him doing all these 11 a.m. games, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <clears throat> he, he got. I feel like he got his name in March Madness in basketball. He's going the big basketball yeah. games. And now he's transitioned over the big time college football. I don't know him like getting all, oh, it's a big shot downfield. I don't know. About <laughs> it's like the rising. It's like, dude, it's Wisconsin, Penn state, September, like 11 o'clock in the morning. Can you just please relax? He does it like for no matter what, no matter how big the game is. And Nebraska games are usually blowouts and letdowns in prime time. 
So don't expect much. That's spirit. I just, I agree. I think Gus Johnson is better suited for college basketball than college football. Yes. Like the, his, his, his cadence works great for college basketball. I just don't think he's the right guy for college football for that reason, because like you just can't live and die with every single play in college football because they're not good enough to live and die with every single play. I, I so the thing what, thing I've always said about basketball announcers versus football announcers. Football announcers have to be able to really craft a story and like craft the narrative around what is happening. There's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of huddles. There's a lot of this and that. College basketball announcers are just the best of them. Just purely react yep. and are authentic, genuine reaction people. Dickie V. Dickie V for as, as old as he's gotten and senile as he's gotten, he's great because he just does, oh, diaper dandy, baby. Like, just, but you need that. Like, that's the whole energy. Like, the crowd energy in college basketball is different than the crowd energy in college sure. football. Gus Johnson sounds fucking weird when it's, you know, the, the home crowd is quiet so that their team can play offense. It sounds crazy when Gus Johnson's like, the wide receiver's in motion. The ball's about to be snapped. like, dude, yeah. just like. It's it's second and four, Gus. Just calm. It's the sixth yeah, it's, quarter. Relax, man. Yeah, it's fourteen seven. We're all gonna be fine here. Sometimes it just feels forced, but that's just me. Yeah. And he is a he's a little is a little bit of a legend of the game. So I'm not trying to like totally knock the guy, but um, yeah. yes, we do have that big noon kickoff game. A couple of the other early ones were night games. I don't know. We don't need to spend the entire pod talking to just Nebraska football here. Um, but before we do completely shut the door. Pretty big news this week. Trev Albert's coming out and closing the door on the uh, the balloons. What's your initial reaction to this, Bradley? I, I'm I I I'm so apathetic about this. I think uh, I think balloons in general are like a relic of the past. I think balloons are dumb. <laughs> You're making okay. Now let's have a philosophical discussion. I'm like generally opposed <laughs> to balloons. People 50 years ago were like, "Holy shit! You can put this gas in the balloon and it floats." Have you seen this? This is crazy. 50 years ago is too soon. 70, 80 years ago, everybody got hyped up about balloons, and then like everything else interesting in the world happened, and Nebraska just kept doing the balloon thing it's super annoying to hold a balloon the entire game even if like just to walk into the stadium and hold a balloon for an hour when you're sitting there and like you've got kids and i I, you know i've never brought a kid to a game before but like they probably got fucking six balloons and they're banging all over the place and it's windy and you're trying to shove a hot dog down their gullet like i'm good without the balloons i think i think balloons in general i'm out on but especially you're out on general thank you uh but especially ninety thousand people holding a shitload of balloons. I don't care about the helium thing. Honestly, hot take, we're letting the helium back out into the atmosphere so we can recapture it and it can get back out there. Like, you know, we're doing we're doing the world a favor. So at the end of the day, I, I just, the people who are getting upset about this, are you really going to the game to let go of a fucking balloon when we score in the middle of the third quarter for the first time? No, you're not. This is not what you're a Nebraska football fan for. This is the tradition that I forget about every single year. And at the end of the day, it is it's nonsense um so i'm I'm fine with it there's like come up with something cooler than a fucking balloon i'm out on the balloons i'm done anti-balloons put it on my casket uh truly anything that gets the old school husker fans to accept change is all good for me. I, I want to change all the music at the games. There's a, there's a lot of things I want to change about the Husker game day atmosphere. So if this is step one of Trev Albert saying, look, you traditionalist Husker fans that still think it's 1997, 
we're changing things. And this is the first step of the way Husker football used to be in terms of game day atmosphere. It's going to have to look different because get, Alabama, these kids, these big time recruits from Alabama, they don't give a fuck about these balloons going up. No. In the air. Not a big deal. It's going to be just fine to move on. Personally, I really want the sellout streak to be over too. Yep. I'm, I'm done trying to ha- hang our hats on things that happened in 1960 wash our hands with it, close the door. Let's make some new traditions and move on. Yeah. I'm, I'm also with you on that. I want the solid streak to end. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's clinging to the past in such a, in such a gross way. Yes. And, uh, and anytime it's begin, anytime it's become at risk and for any non Husker fan listening, that's right. Uh, listening right now, Nebraska has the longest sellout streak in college football, Brad, I think we're up to, I don't know, three fifties, 300. It's probably even more than well over that now. It's, I think uh, the Oklahoma game this year is supposed to be, it's like 400. I think all of them supposed to be 400. Oh, we creeping up on 400. Well, I, I think that might have gotten screwed up by the uh, pandemic, but I know the plan was for Oklahoma 2022 okay. to be the 400th sellout because they were the 200th sellout too. Or they were, no, they were Osborne's. They were their 300th sellout and they were Osborne's 200th win. So like, there's a whole bunch of Oklahoma history there with with stuff. They were not the 300th sellout because the 300th sellout was my freshman year. You're right. The old jerseys. I don't. I, I'm. I'm. It was early. It was a on. weird game. It was a, kind of a dumb game. It was a fluff game. Yeah, I wanted to say Fresno State, but I can't remember what it is right now. Yeah, uh, those anyway. respect on Fresno's name, though. Come on, huh? Those some respect on Fresno's name. I love Fresno name. Chris Heron went there to save himself after UMass drove him under the bummel. When that's something we're really going to get into when the thirty for thirty talk. Yeah, those are probably real people. <laughs> yeah, unguarded <laughs> is one of my all-time favorites. We'll get into. That would so, have been a good draft for us tonight, actually. But we're not st- sticking with the Big Ten for a second here, they they released uh, win totals, uh, mm-hmm. and I want to get your thoughts on. I mean, truthfully, so there's the quadrangle of hate, which I've become more acquainted with recently. People online refer to Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Wisconsin as the tri- the quadrangle of hate, um, which is you know four four angles, I guess, of all unequal sizes. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a geometry, not a geometry guy, not claiming to be a geometry guy. So what's your thoughts on these win totals here? Iowa, Minnesota, and Nebraska over under in Vegas is seven and a half wins. So are we assuming Graham Mertz is going to be the starter in Wisconsin? Wisconsin's eight and a half. I know that. Yeah. Uh, Are we assuming Graham Mertz we trying to hide that one there and, and, and frame it up here in a little bit. That's yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, we have a lot of Wisconsin listeners who, from my knowledge, are not big Graham Mertz guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's shocking to me after what he went 25 for 25 in his first game and the highly touted, uh, what, four or five-star quarterback recruit out of Kansas City. I don't know. To, to me, it's – it doesn't really matter who plays quarterback for those two schools. I know Iowa still actually does have Spencer Petras who can come back. Um, and they have that Alex Padilla guy who might take the job. It's just, Iowa's a plug and play basic white guy who can just make a five yard pass to a tight end and turn around and hand the ball off. Yeah. So any, any over under at Iowa seven and a half until Kirk Ferentz is not there. I'll take the over cause they'll win eight games. Um, Minnesota and PJ Flex seven and a half again. That kind of I I hate 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 to do it. It tastes like vinegar, but I, I feel like PJ Flex built a program down there, and he's got a nice thing humming. Yeah, with all of those offensive linemen coming back that are going to be 
they're, they're going to have a really nice little offensive line up there in Minnesota this year. Um, so Tanner Morgan's coming back too. It's not like Tanner, Tanner Morgan's no joke. Tanner Morgan, four year starter at this point. Um, so I'm, I, I, Nebraska of the four, there's no doubt Nebraska is the, definitely the riskiest to take the over. Yeah. Uh, even with Wisconsin sitting at eight and a half, I trust that a little bit more to go over. Um, what do you think is more likely? Do you think it's more likely that two of those four teams win 10 games or that all four of those teams win eight? All four of those win eight. I feel like that's I feel like that's what we end up with. We end up with some weird we learn all the tiebreaker rules in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's everybody's eight and four, everybody's beating each other, you know, everybody slips up one game against each other. But if you had to pick which one of those three teams do you want Nebraska to beat? Yeah. To beat? Yeah. Which one do you want? Uh, I want Wisconsin personally. Yeah. The, I do too. The Iowa rivalry just doesn't have the flair to it yet. We've never really been good in the same year. I don't know. Iowa fans, they're annoying, but it, there's a lot of Iowa fans I'm fine with. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't have this, like, this deep I just don't care country. about Iowa. Yeah, I don't, it yeah, don't yeah, matter to me. Wisconsin yeah. matters to me. Wisconsin because stole our program and did it. They're, they're doing Nebraska, and it pisses me off. Yeah, exactly. So I, and that just as a deep rooted bears fan, anything associated with Wisconsin, Wisconsin sports, uh, I just can't stand. Um, so yeah, I definitely would like to beat Wisconsin the most, but I was going to bring it up even before you said, asked that question, Brad, I think most likely we don't even have a 10 win winner in our division with Nebraska only winning one game in the conference last year, probably one or two the year before we're going to win three or four this year. So that's going to level out a lot of the top of that division, which will really spread things out. Yeah, um, I agree. The level at the top. So, um, but that's, that's what I'm thinking with college football. Yeah. Uh, the, the only other thing I'd like to note is uh, Minnesota's third string quarterback is maybe like the strangest. His first name is Ethan. Ethan, not Nathan, not Ethan. Of Ohio State fame, Ethan. Mm, sounds like an asshole. Doesn't he? He look honestly. He looks like a fucking asshole. Anyone named Ethan is wow. He's from Antioch, Illinois. God, God help him. God help him. All right, I'm I'm I'm, I'm done with that. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about what's coming up um, with the EPL final on Sunday that might or might not have happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's all over. You'll get roasted pretty bad for that with our diehard soccer following. That, it, 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 I don't know how far we into the episode. We're 22 minutes into the episode. It mm -hmm. will take 30 minutes after this episode is posted for me to get a text and be like, what do you mean you didn't know? You're so stupid. I even texted about it. I think you bet it. I'm like, I don't know, maybe, probably. Yeah, you're, yeah, there's definitely quite a few fans. I'm pretty sure even one of your friends was the one who roasted us for not giving a preview to the final. Yeah, uh, yeah big soccer, big soccer guy, Fuchs. So obviously it actually was an incredible final Sunday for the EPL with a dramatic comeback by city who, so Manchester city and Liverpool were toe to toe competing for the uh, title where Liverpool had to win and city had to lose in order for Liverpool to come back and, and claim the title on the final day. Manchester city was down two to nothing uh, going into think about the six or so. Yeah. They were down two Oh, um, and they came back. They scored three goals within five minutes. What? Um, yeah, three goals within five minutes. It that was, sounds awesome. <laughs> I wish I would have watched this. It was, it was crazy. It was really fun. 
I just hate in Manchester City, so it wasn't that much fun. I was really hoping Liverpool got it. Why uh, do you hate Manchester City? Educate me for a hot second. Uh, I, For me, it's just because they spent the, all the money to get to where they are. So it's basically they're, they're gonna, they, they are what Newcastle United is about to become. So Newcastle United got bought by some Arabian guy with a bunch of royal money. And they're like well known for they're about to spend a lot of money in the transfer market. Newcastle United? Newcastle United. They're about a mid-table English Premier League team. Pretty cool yeah. uniforms, actually. But um, so they're about to spend just a crazy amount of money. So there's a good chance they could be competing for a Premier League title here in the next couple of years, which it kind of defeats the purpose of what makes soccer so great. It makes it the people's game, at least over there. It's about it's about the teams like the Dortmunds that develop a Pulisic and then they trade him off. And then the Holland guy who just got true, who just gets traded off and acquired by Manchester city. You know, they, they acquire the guys young, they develop them, they sell them off for huge price tags that allows them to elevate their program to the next level and stay in champions league, this and that. Um, This is just kind of the opposite way about it. Manchester city. I don't know. They just, the, the, the history of it all just isn't as appealing as the Liverpool singing the songs and the fan base is just more, um, more. Oh, it. I know this. Did you, so Man City won, right? They did. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see this video? Uh, this is, you know, this is where my brain just doesn't connect things. Yeah. This guy took his grandpa with dementia to the Man City game. Okay. The Man City match. He documented the whole thing. And it's a fucking awesome video that he put together because his grandpa, like, is totally checked out. He's got dementia, you know, has a hard time remembering things. And the second they pull up to the stadium, I mean, I get chills just thinking about this. Yeah. The second he pulls up at the stadium, he lights up. And when he gets in the stadium, he sings the songs, he knows it. Like, all these memories come flooding back. And it's a really, really cool testament to the power of sports and, you know, the connection that we have to these teams. Because, like, he's like, they're showing them celebrating. You hear the final whistle, you hear them celebrating. I'm a moron for not putting these things together, but it's a really cool video. Uh, I will send it to you. We will put it in our Twitter feed at Bloodlines Picks on Twitter. Uh, make sure you follow that. It is fantastic. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is very very cool. So uh, now I know that this thing happened. That well, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Is send it to me so I can put it in our Twitter and and that's. I mean, that's just where the absolute sports nerd in me comes out. And it's it's why I want to be an usher one day, just to be around the atmosphere of this sport all the time. Because it's just magic is constantly happening. And where something something like that, um, yeah, that that's going to absolutely give me goosebumps. It's going to be so cool to see. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, uh, but okay, really cool. The Almost equally awesome with the EPL was at the bottom of the table. So Leeds, which is cool for everybody to pay attention to next year. So they have an American manager, which is super rare for an American manager to be managing an English Premier League team. So they they got promoted last year, and they are now staying in the EPL for a second straight year, which is just absolutely huge, huge, huge for a team. For a team. So I got the hiccups a little bit here. But they scored a goal in the fourth minute of extra time of their stoppage time. So in the 94th minute to win their match. So they were winning most of the game against Brentford. Brentford scored later in the game to score it to tie it up one to one. And then Leeds um, scored in the 94th minute to win, which is what they needed to do to get enough points to stay in the EPL. So they went from relegation to not being relegated in the final minute of their entire season. It was absolutely fucking crazy. 
and it's an American manager, and they just signed a top MLS star today who's going to go play for them who's an American as well. So if you're just a casual fan, maybe someone like Brad who doesn't really have any idea what's going on over there, if you're looking for a team, Leeds is definitely one of those uh, candidates for any Americans that want just want to tune in and uh, see Americans doing having some success. But Yeah, I'm, a, I'm on board with that. Um, I... I- I think that that's that's the way that soccer starts to grow in the U.S. even more. People mm-hmm. know Pulisic. They you know they know some of these guys that play overseas now. And having uh, having a manager there too that that's driving the ship. I think that that's uh, I think that's going to be huge. I personally, uh, for professional reasons, will probably have to become a Newcastle fan mm-hmm. uh, because um, they signed my paychecks. Not that particular club, but a similarly named organization. So oh, nice. <laughs> I think I got to be on. Uh, on board with that whole thing. Uh, I'm going to get on the horn with the marketing team and be like, guys, we got to get the SEO going here. But uh, yeah, I think the, the, the relegation thing is always interesting to me in soccer because it really kind of keeps you on your toes. I, 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 I kind of wish more sports would do it. Uh, you know, that's, that's always one of the big things with competitive balance in baseball is all these teams that just sit there on their ass and they don't spend any money. Like send send the Marlins to fucking Toucan Sand League and then bring up the Albuquerque Isotopes to play. Uh, I'd I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Uh, so there's, I think I think it's neat. There's too many owners in American sports that are just fat, rich, and happy, and yeah, yeah. and they'll never their their wallets will never allow it to happen. MLS obviously has a chance to be to get set up that way because it's being structured literally as the goal for that USL championship league, USL one to all feed up into the MLS, which is where we need to transition real quick to an even better American manager, Jay Mims and union Omaha winning again last night, beating Minnesota United going to now the advancing to the quarterfinals where they'll play sporting Kansas city on June 22nd, uh, a Wednesday night where I will absolutely be driving down with the rest of the Omaha parliament. Holy shit. Viva Bujos. Another cup set. Let's go. This, this is half of our Twitter following right fucking here. All of the Omaha hardos that love this city and are ready for it to get some spotlight. Jay Mims is doing it all. I hope we can keep an o- him in Omaha for a little bit longer before a big time club poaches him. But that match last night was absolutely incredible. A goal at the end of the first half to tie it up one to one and then a quick goal in the second and then closing it down to win it two to one. Brad, did you catch any of it? I know you were in the group chat where we were all talking oh, yeah. about it. But. Yeah, I um I, I had to tune in uh, as a as a lifelong uh, hootie hoo. Uh, I had to I had to check it out. Um, I mean, it's cool. Like the level of play in that league, uh, you know, truly is somebody like I do enjoy watching soccer. I don't carve out time in my day to watch it, but when it's on, when I know there's an important match, um, like the EPL final that's coming up this sun this weekend, like I'll, I'll I'll sit down and I will watch that because I really do appreciate. Like soccer, like I have no soccer skills. Every single sport I ever played involved my ability. uh, I'm trying not to say the word like touch balls, but like it involved my ability to like throw a ball or hit a ball or like just balls, a lot of balls. And, uh, but with your hands. And so like my ability to like control a ball with my foot, I'm going to say balls like seven more times to make it. Balls, 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 balls. Uh, but like, kicking a ball is hard for me. So I really appreciate the fact that these guys can like just stick their fucking foot in the air. They can catch the ball with their foot. They bring it down. They, you know, in one motion, that guy, he plucked the ball out of the air. What is it? Chest to foot and just 
popped it right in. It was incredible. Chest foot, chest foot and pop it right in. Where are you going to get better soccer analysis than yeah. that, everybody? It's, 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 it's the C to the F to the P, you know? And, and stay for the soccer analysis. So there's, <laughs> there's absolutely no doubt that we're going to be retaining a ton of new followers after this week's episode. Um, let's transition to something that you do know, at least a, a slight little lick about. Have you seen the the news about this new Netflix golf show? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I, this has been on my radar for a minute. The, the, you know, this cool. is in the, in the wake of uh, Drive to Survive for Netflix uh, for yeah. F1. And we, we we talked a couple of uh, episodes back, hypothetically speaking, about how tennis needs to be doing this. And we'll yeah. we'll get a quick little tennis segment here in a little bit. But so golf is the next to the game. And they happened to be following Justin Thomas. Did you see who are the other two that they were with? I, it was whatever. it was the it was the guy. So Amito Pereira, the guy who blew the lead Correct. and um, Patrick, who had a really nice week was right up there. Yeah. Like it was honestly, it was the three most perfect people they could have been following for this. You have guy at top of the world in Justin and JT, like you know, top three golfer in the world. Uh, he's won a couple majors. You know, he's right there. Mito Pereira, somebody who anybody who tells you they've ever heard of this guy before this week is either liar. they're either diehard golf fans or they're a fucking liar. Yeah. And then Matt Fitzpatrick, who kind of sits somewhere in the middle. Like he's always kind of there. He's never like way up there, but he's, you see him like. Oh, Matt Fitzpatrick finished, you know, T22 in this tournament. And they followed all of them. And they were all up there at the top of the leaderboard. Ah, no. See, I think that's what almost makes this even cooler is that Justin Thomas came out of nowhere on Sunday. I mean, right. they come out of nowhere. There the first day. That was, yes, they, they were all there on the first day. They were definitely around. But it's the, we're going to see the dichotomy of, of a star in the mental warfare that he plays coming back. And yep. then the absolutely crumbling nature of a, I don't want to say not ill-prepared, but uh, let's just face it, more of an amateur golfer who has, has not been in those moments before, like Pereira, who crumbles. So seeing, and then and then not to mention, which are even better for the show to not just hammer the American point home, they have the person who is one of the top finishers and the Englishman, Matt Fitzpatrick. So it's just going to be an absolute home run episode, getting everyone talking about it now, like us and all of our 87 friends from Boise that are listening. Um, it, it's just going to be great for the game, great for the sport. And I will keep saying it. ML MLB, you are in big fucking trouble because there's a lot of other sports that are getting more creative about getting new fans instead of your get new ability to get creative to lose fans. Um, I, I mean, I'm not trying to transition away from the golf thing because I am super excited for this series. I think you cheer for golfers. We talked about this last week. You cheer for golfers because of like, do you just kind of like their vibe? Do you like the way they play? Do you, do you like something about them? And this is going to help the brand of all yeah. these golfers. Mm -hmm. Baseball. I can't watch a fucking Cubs game. I literally, I would have loved to watch them get their shit pushed in today. And mm -hmm. I couldn't do it because I couldn't get marquee network. Like you yeah. just you can't, you can't get the game. Entire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it really, really bothers me. Like baseball is the soundtrack to my summer. And like, I'm about three weeks away from just like, I guess I'm just a Braves fan now and I'm just going to put on TBS and that's what right. I'm going to watch. Yep. I mean, that, that's how all those Braves fans and Cubs fans came out of the woodwork 30 years ago. It's because yeah. it was the only option. And now here we are again. I, I, I did not renew my MLB subscription because it's just not worth spending the 25 bucks a month anymore when there's more stuff going on. You're not able to watch as many of the games. Just do the little audio package and try to catch some of the games on, on the radio. But, I mean, I, 
it, it, I, sometimes I had a hard time understanding how they would say MLB was such a regional game. It's a regional game. You know, MLB of all the sports, it's the most regional. It's kind of things like this. You think about what M, what F1 and what PGA are doing. They are not even remotely reliant to any type of demographic in the Chicago area or the Boise area or the Houston area, or the Dallas area. It's a completely national and they're taking it global game. And MLB still looks at it as a regional demographic game yeah. where they need local TV deals. And it is they're just getting stuck in the absolute Stone Age, even though our futures are looking good, Brad, if you take a peek out. Angels look like they might make the playoffs this year. They got a nice yes. start to the year. Maybe Mike Trout, well, the best player in the history of the world that only 12 baseball fans have ever seen play, might make the playoffs this year. Uh, not only that, um, probably the best bet of the entire season was Mariners to make the playoffs, and they are, let me check. Oh, yeah, no, they're nine games under 500. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a popular pick before the season started, for sure. Yeah, I know. Uh, whatever. You know, long season. I think the I think the Braves were in last place at this point in time last year, too, so we're fine. Yeah, and I, I hate to keep trying to give them credit, but I just think the White Sox are really pegged for if they stay healthy, but we're not going to go there. Um, all right, we got a little bit of time left. What do you want to transition to to end this podcast here? We don't have Brad. We don't have the dating advice coming. Well, you have me. I'm here. I do have you. Yes. And I, I need to give you all kinds of marriage advice as here I am creeping up on one year of marriage here this weekend. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to the, shout out to the couple here. Yeah, uh, official anniversary trip coming up this weekend. You guys are going to, uh, to where? We're going to Wyoming. We're doing a, a lovely romantic weekend in Fort Collins, Colorado, and Saratoga, Wyoming. Because you know that Fort Collins is not in Wyoming, right? I said, I said Colorado at the end. Yeah, yeah we're, just, we're starting our trip in Fort Collins tomorrow night, and then we're in Wyoming at a ranch uh, for two nights after That's that. Good. So it will be fun. But how about you? What's the birthday celebration looking like for the weekend? Uh, yeah, uh, big three seven coming up here in uh, about five hours. Uh, Gonna go uh, probably hit uh, hit a patio tomorrow and go bowling. Uh, go bowling with some buddies on Saturday, and then uh, channel my inner sixteen year old and go see Top Gun. Uh, I think those Ooh. are like that's okay. going to be the the agenda. You made the absolute perfect transition in two different ways. So one, when you brought up the bowling and Big Lebowski, my brain went to Big Lebowski, and I think this needs to be a new segment for either the rest of this summer or later on. Where we all have those movies that we've just we know are awesome. They're all all-time classics, but we've just never seen them. For yep. some reason, we know that there's we all have those movies that slip by. One for me was The Big Lebowski for a long, long time. And I finally watched it on the plane ride over to Paris. Literally just three weeks ago, I watched Big Lebowski for the first time. Loved it so much I watched it again right after. And it, it was I was just like, yes, finally, like. I totally get I, it. I knew this about you because the yeah. Big Lebowski is my gap in movies too. That's oh. a movie that everybody says you've never seen that. And yeah. I've never seen the Big Lebowski from start to finish. I know oh. the Big Lebowski yeah. because I lived with two guys in college who loved it. That's all they would do. They would come back from the bar. It'd be 2.30 in the morning. I was probably asleep because I've been up past 2.30 going to a bar. No, you were probably at the dentist. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I they but they, they would always watch it, and I never could get into it. And I think it's a byproduct of everybody being like, "This is the funniest thing you've ever seen." It's like, yeah. okay, don't lead with that. Lead exactly. with something else. Yes, and and for me, a lot of the movies that are on my this list, this gap list, whatever we want to call it, 
are exactly that. I've purposely like not seen them because everyone just almost like they just they suck it off so much. I was like, yeah, I'm losing interest because you're just building it up. It's never going to live up to the expectations. I want to see it on my own time. Yep. And I like the surprise of it all. I like the idea of there's some all time classics. I'm saving for just a rainy Sunday day. I'm going to throw it on and I'm going to love it. I'm trying to think of one that I have on my uh, impromptu draft right now. What are your, I mean, either gap movies or movies that everybody loves that you're like, eh, eh, I don't really know. We've both, we've both covered the big Lebowski. You're going to retroactively that, you know, that was one that, that that's mine for sure. Um, I'll give you a hot second. Cause I have another one off the top of my head. I got that, a scene Go that everybody loves, but I don't like it at all. Like, I don't think it's funny. I don't enjoy watching it. I remember sitting in a room and people were like, why aren't you laughing? Like, I think this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I like funny movies. I like a wide range of funny movies. Okay, just get to it. What is it? I'm dying. I'm giving you time to think. I'm trying to tee you up for a second. I'm good. I have one. Okay, you're good. All right. I hate Dumb and Dumber. I absolutely despise the movie Dumb and Dumber. Oh, you're an idiot. You're, you're fine. I have, right, you are, you I have never been more disappointed in something that I thought was supposed to be amazing than uh-huh. Dumb and Dumber. I sat there and I was like, I'm like, you guys going to think I'm weird if I don't laugh? Like what, what, what's going on here? I I've, I've seen it probably three times and every single time I was like, what a goddamn waste of time. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I don't know. I love Dumb and Dumber. I, I don't oh, I get it. Okay. I, mean, I know a lot of people love it. This is my gap. Yeah, that's your gap. Um, I think for me, it's, and this is this is not one that I don't know if I, I'm I'm on the opposite side. I have not seen. This is just another gap movie that I thought of. I have not seen Back to the Future. What? Yes. Oh, uh, I can't. That was an uncontrolled what too. That wasn't even me reacting to the pod. That's that's a big one that everyone says I'm gonna love, and I have not seen that one yet. I'm very I'm very excited to see it one day. Like I. They, 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 I have, you know they have it on all sorts of services. I know they do. And I'm, I'm just saving it. I save these just like you were on family feud with your sister, my wife. And I still haven't watched the episode. Cause I want to just turn on the TV one day. And every time I see family feud on, I just check real quick to see if it's you guys, there's going to be some random Wednesday. I come home from work and it's like, Oh shit. That's my wife. That's Brad. They're on TV. And everyone's going to be like, wait, this happened like nine years ago. But to me, it'll be live. So. Oh yeah. man. Okay. All right. Uh, I won't. I won't say anything. I'm sure you've heard enough about them. Um, yep. Another but... one. The one that popped in my head real quick uh, that I don't go as crazy about that everyone else does is Fight Club. Okay. Fight, Fight Club's good. It. I don't dislike Fight Club. But when did you first see Fight Club? I don't know. Like high school time, probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And that was one I feel like I just saw it and I don't know. It, it was it's good, but didn't really do anything too crazy. Didn't do anything for you. The next uh, one, the the next one, sorry, real quick. And I want to get some of these out there so I can be held accountable for watching them one day. Pulp fiction is one I bought a little like almost three years ago because I hear it's like one of the greatest movies ever. Still haven't seen it. Very excited to watch Pulp Fiction. It's good. Uh, I really like Pulp Fiction. Um, I'm not going to get like super offended if you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, but like, it's a really good movie. I really like it. Um, I've never seen the Godfather movies, any of them. I haven't seen Godfather. Uh -uh. Okay. Let's do it. We should do it. Ooh, that's what we should do. Yeah. We just need to do like a Godfather. Each week we're going to review another Godfather movie. That implies I have three and a half hours per week to watch a movie, but I can try. 
Well, we can we can spread it out. We got some time until football season. Yeah. We did for everybody can get excited. We did lay out the calendar. We're going to do some previews for every single NFL division. So for the eight weeks leading up to the NFL season, Brad, Ollie, and myself are going to do new faces, new places, tell you about the new faces that are in those divisions, uh, make our gambling picks, whether those are over-unders to make the playoffs, uh, over-under on wins, all those kind of things. Um, and then Brad's also going to tee up a nice little college football preview schedule as well to coincide with those. So that's something for yeah. everybody to look, who uh, doesn't come here for our soccer analysis and are just kicking the tires and waiting for football season like the rest of us. We appreciate you. Um, and we, we are preparing and we're going to have a lot of fun guests lined up as well. So, so what are you going to, okay. So before we send everybody into the weekend, what are you going to miss about the fact that you're not going to be around, you're going to have an awesome time, wedding anniversary, mm -hmm. Wyoming, Fort Collins, Wyoming. What are you going to miss about the Memorial day piece of it? You're not going to be grilling. You're not going to be doing that. Uh, you know, we talk about, we talked about our master's meal. What's your Memorial day meal? My Memorial Day meal. I don't know if I necessarily have like, I'm, you know me, I, I, I'm not a big smoking of the meats guy. I, I'm a grilling guy through and through. I've been saying so, it for years. Big I, grill like guy. Grill, I like to grill everything. Um, it, it really feels like we're in the middle of this. Every guy in the world is only cool if they smoke meat phase. And like everybody has a smoker and they're smoking this and they're smoking that. I'm I'm old school traditionalist. Just give me a nice little grill and I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, as, as you know, I'm 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 growing a, a little bit of a reputation for my world famous grilled chicken. Um, made some barbecue grilled chicken last night that will oh, put yes. anybody to shame. Give me that recipe, Daddy. Give me that. It was pretty great. So um, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's gonna be. It depends if I'm a burger mood. I, I I'd go burger over brat. Or actually. Well, brats are the appetizer. We've already discussed yeah. that. Yeah. I'll go burger over hot dog. Um, unless I'm feeling white meat, then nice little chicken corn of the cob. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, we did get our yard work done, so I'm looking forward to having all kinds of patio parties over at the Hammock household this summer. Well, how do you, what, what are your thoughts on potato salad? Are you a mustard potato salad guy, mayo potato salad guy? What are you doing there? You know, I'm so glad that you've asked me that you just asked me that question because I always wondered why some potato salads look different. And it must be that they use a mustard base. And that's how I, I like the mayo base for sure. Did you, did you think that they got more of a suntan? I that's kind of what I thought. I thought it was just the, what Michael Scott brought to the party. It was just sitting out in his car for four hours. Yeah, like six, 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 eight hours. It's no yeah. big deal. Yeah, you show up to the party, but show up to the party early in so de facto become a great friend. Um, so <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely more of a mayo base. I'm I'm also way more of a macaroni salad or a pasta oh. salad over potato. That's salad. a Chicago thing, though. That is that is that's that's your Naperville coming out. What is my pasta salad? Pasta salad. What? What's wrong? What, pa, pa, you don't. Everyone doesn't do pasta salad. The, no, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I prefer it. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I just feel like I ate a lot more potato salad when I lived in Nebraska, and I've eaten a lot more pasta salad since I've lived here. Yeah, I, I, I'm a I'm all pasta salad number one for sure. Give me the swirly noodles. Give me any kind of noodle. I love the pasta salad. It's really when you when you when you're trying to get rid of those peas that you forgot that you brought at the grocery store but you don't want to throw away. Whip up a pasta salad. Throw those babies in there. You'll be able to eat them just fine. Yeah, and that's talking pee, everybody. That's talking pee peas, pee peas and balls. That's the title episode. Pee, pee peas and balls. Cut that cut that one out too, Al, uh, Alessandro. Alexander, Alessandro. I was going to make him Alexander, and I couldn't quite get that part of it right. Um, 
for the audience's reference, the birthday party has started a little bit early over here in the uh, in the Kirschenbaum household. Yeah, uh, have a good time. Cheers, my pal. Yeah. Well, right, I think well, let's, send, well, let's send us off real quick so everybody can go get a great night's sleep. Wake up at 4 a.m. I know you guys are all going to be listening to this in the morning after she has already won. Carolina Muhova. Give us the preview for this match. It's going to be over by the time this gets posted, but give us the preview for the Muhova match. Oh, this is huge. Muhova against Amanda Anisimova. Anisimova knocked out Naomi Osaka in the second row. In the Who's first Amanda Anisimova? Amanda Anisimova. She's a 26, 27-year-old American. Anna likes her a lot. She likes her game. This There's only a couple of American females that I follow. I love Jessie Pagula. She's the owner of the, the family of the Buffalo Bills. Um, Jessie Pagula is by far my favorite American female, but... Anisimova is another one that has gotten good hype. So she's about to get her shit pumped by Carolina Muhova in the morning. All right, she's 20 years old. Anna's in the background just dancing around, making sure I correct that. Amanda Anisimova's 20 years old. So I'm on the up on the up and up here, but she's about to get her lesson because Muhova's about to take her to school after beating number four ranked Maria Sakari in just this last round in an absolute instant classic seven, six, seven, six and seven, six, seven, six um, straight sets, but incredibly, incredibly competitive tennis. So yeah, this is the uh, third round. So this is going to send her into the fourth where she will face off against either Belinda Bencic or Layla Fernandez, who Layla Fernandez is that really exciting, like 16, 17, 18 year old from Canada. Yep. Lost to Emily Raducanu. In who's, that. who's the other? Who's the other girl that that she could play? Fernandez or who? Belinda Bencic. Belinda Bencic. Yep. Okay. Benchich. Yep. Uh, and Le- what's cool about Layla Fernandez is I was kind of saying that she was the other teenager who was in the all teenager battle for the U.S. Open final last year when Emily Rad- Emma or Emily Raducanu won the uh, won the battle. But she's uh, the first sponsored um, tennis player by Lululemon. So Lululemon's getting into the tennis sponsorship game and started it with uh, Layla Fernandez, the Canadian. But Well, anyway. as we all know, I am a disgusting human being who is only going to rate women's tennis matches based upon, you know, the old horse, not horse metric. No, uh, uh, none of these are worth watching. N- the, these aren't the matches worth watching, I don't think. Um, yeah, I'm not getting a lot here. Um, I, I didn't mind Belinda Carlisle or Belinda Bencic. Um, I guess I don't know what Belinda Bencic looks like, but yeah, she's, she's like, like there's, there's some stuff going on here. I'm not going to objectify it. Anna's, whisper, Anna's whispering that Anissa Mova is a model. So apparently I'm dead wrong about this and everyone needs to be watching. Oh, Anissa Mova is a model for what? Uh, I don't know. Tennis, send tennis outfits. Apparently. I mean, she's uh, not like, uh, okay. you know what? It's well, she can pay attention to her looks in the mirror when she's crying over her loss to Mohova because she's just just in the way right now, and that's all that matters. Well, the good news for you is that Anna will definitely not be awake at four o'clock in the morning watching this tennis match. No, she. Will. Well, I'll, I'm going to wake her up by screaming and clapping. Um, one our, Lily, our girl dog, uh, gets terrified during the football season when I start clapping and cheering and like irrationally screaming at the TV. Um, and she gets that a little preview of that during women's French open and women's uh, Wimbledon tennis. Um, so she had that at 5 a.m. Uh, yesterday morning when I got to watch that match head before heading off to work. But yep. So Carolina Muhova, well on her way. Got okay. Out of the tournament so far, arguably eh, second or third biggest upset. You know, uh, what's but- creepy. 
as I was Googling images of all these women, which again is also creepy, is like somebody sat down and they wrote an article called Hottest Female Tennis Players. Like they went through and they literally ranked this. What are you working on, dude? Oh, I'm ranking the hottest female tennis players. That's got to be such a fucking weird thing to say. It's like, I don't, that, that. I say this as somebody who literally looked this up, but like you actually wrote it. It's very different to provide the resource than it is to look at the resource. So this is, this is why our workforce is failing and we're not getting those teenagers going back to take their jobs because everyone's at home just trying to do clickbait something for this podcast. Yeah. I'm the victim here. Yeah. We, we, we are the victims of our own searches. <laughs> Aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that transition into the weekend, Elon. Yeah, exactly. Let, let's, let's send it home. I miss Ollie. Do you think Ollie's going to listen to this and we talk about how much we miss Ollie? Um, I think he'll probably listen to it, but not until this point. So let's just talk about how much we love him now. Ollie, he's not going to get here. I do miss him. He he adds that nice little fl- nice little flair, just the innocence, naive. He's always positive, picking the smile, happy horse. We're we're two negative old cranks, especially when we had to talk Husker football. It would have been nice to have him around. You know what? I, if there's one thing that Ali would have disagreed with me on, and he, we and I don't disagree on much, no, but I think never, you guys have never disagreed on anything. I feel like Ali's a balloon guy. I think Ali likes balloons. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna have to get his take about the. I was actually gonna say I've never. Speaking of gaps, I've never done the balloon thing at a Husker football game. I've oh really? Never, I've never held a balloon. Maybe my dad's gonna. To call me after listening to this and tell me give you a picture and be like, "Here's a picture of you holding I, seven I balloons have, of grass." I have no, re- I have absolutely no recollection of ever buying a balloon, holding on to balloon, releasing a balloon, anything. So, yeah, huh. definitely okay with letting this one go. Look at that. All right. Well, Tyler's going to be posting uh, the video that I mentioned and in any other uh, facts on at Bloodlines Picks. Um, so please follow us there if you have any questions. Uh, that you would like voiced, you can send us a voicemail prompt as we typically see on Unhinged or just any general questions. General questions. Uh, email those at thebloodlinespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so yeah, engage with us on the socials. We recently crossed 200 followers. Uh, we're up to 243 followers on Twitter. We really appreciate that from everybody. And uh yeah, we're uh, we're re- we're going to be plugging into some really serious content here coming in June, July, and getting your engines all revved up for football season. Yes. Um, and, uh, and we'll get a little preview of the NBA playoffs or the NBA finals going next week too. Uh, we'll hit that. I think we're headed for a really good finals with the Celtics and the Warriors. Uh, yeah. But until next week, coming at you from balmy, steamy, slithering Chicago, Illinois. I am Brad Kirschenbaum out there in Omaha soon to be Fort Collins, then Wyoming, Mr. Tyler Hammock. But until next week, hug it. Chug it. Football!